happy Wednesday, wherever you are, beautiful souls. Listen, today I get to, actually this week, for the next two weeks, I get to broadcast from my native Belize, Central America, but specifically I'm in a town called Orange Walk Town, which is where my family's from. And I get to talk about selling swampland in Florida, but while behind me, I've got this beautiful scenery behind me, which is this beautiful river here called New River. And there's some swampland around us. So I thought it was fitting for us to talk about selling swampland. I don't know if any of you know the story of the Ponzi scheme, but we will be talking about Charles Ponzi. So drop a comment, say hi, say hello. Let me know where you're hailing from. As I'm sharing with you today, I'm in Belize, Central America. So I'm going to hashtag Belize. That's where I am connected from uh, this week. And I am so excited to be here. Uh, so I'm doing both working, studying, having some fun, and um, just connecting, just being, just getting reconnected. Got to do a lot more grounding is what I need to do. Let's see who else. I'm just trying to go down through the list right now. So we are streaming live today, of course. So if you are catching us on the replay, just drop down the in, in the comments, hashtag replay. Let me know, hashtag replay. That way I know you're back on and we can talk about this discussion. So today's episode, this segment, we are continuing our real estate crime series. So if you're just joining us, we've been covering real estate crimes for these last I think, let's see, one, two, three, I've got, probably got five more segments we'll be talking about real estate crimes. And today we'll be talking about selling swampland in Florida. You know, the whole thing, Ponzi scheme, it was so funny. I was speaking with my cousin last night about today's show topic. And he said, I had no idea that that was actually named after someone. So Charles Ponzi and um, Charles Ponzi was a gentleman who in the 1925, so 1920s, he came up with this idea. I can't say great idea because, you know, he's been indicted for fraud and all that other stuff and scams. But this idea of selling swampland came from someone originally. It came from Charles Ponzi, who set up a syndicate called Char Pond from Charles Ponzi. You got to excuse the dogs because I'm out. I'm live and loud, loud and direct to you. And he created a land, a land syndicate. And so what was interesting, he purchased 100 acres, 100 acres. Cindy says, hi, my love. Hello. How are you? <laughs> this show must go on regardless of where on the continent I land. We will as long as there's Wi-Fi, I think, though, which is fair. We'll stream live wherever I am. So Charles Ponzi, and uh, see, when I think about this story, I'm like, could you imagine if there was internet around? Like that would be next level crimes. And that's what we see right now. So let's talk about this. And I'm going to make today's show uh, short, sweet, and to the point, because I want to give you some tips on when you purchase or invest in land, some things to look for. Number one, go look at it. So Charles Ponzi was able to get away with the scheme because he was sending pieces, selling pieces of paradise. That swampland, 100 acres that he bought 65 miles west of Jacksonville, Florida. So he paid $16 per acre, total $1,600 back in the 1920s. 
he launched a national advertising campaign to buy a piece of Florida paradise. Now, who wouldn't want a piece of Florida paradise? It's like when you come to a country like here, someone's selling you a piece of paradise. You're like, yeah, the Caribbean, absolutely, I want in, right? Um, so as the story continues, he took each lot and divide, excuse me, he took each acre and divided them into 23 lots and was offering them for sale for $10 each. Sight unseen, sold sight unseen. Anybody purchase something without seeing it? Kind of similar to today's uh, purchasing where during the pandemic, people were buying sight unseen, right? Subject to interior inspections. Uh, that's a new term that uh, if you work with me or have had an opportunity, I kind of coach you through that process. I don't encourage you to purchase something without looking at it, but it's subject to interior inspection. And essentially what that means is that the owners typically want to see that you're serious before allowing you to enter their property. And the serious is measured by you being qualified or pre-approved, meaning you have verifiable funds. We've seen the down payments. We've seen your pre-approval letter. We know your credit scores. You are working with a bona fide professional and experienced agent, right? You're just not kind of going through the motion. So subject to serious inspection, very different from this whole sight unseen where Charles Ponzi was selling. Now, listen, what's interesting about this story is that till today, Florida is dealing with those crimes, the issues and the legalities of dealing with the fraudulent land sales to today's time. Now, how do we avoid that, right? So as we talk about Ponzi scheme and everyone talks about this Ponzi, 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 well, that's where it came from. Charles Ponzi was the guy that set up the syndicate, got people to pool in some funds, had some... I'm sure he pitched it as a great idea, unbeknownst to him, until Florida's, you know, uh, police came knocking on his door and said, hey, you just violated our securities and, and antitrust laws. Uh, this whole idea for him came with bracelets. So this is what we learned not to do, right? This thing called buyer due diligence. So let's talk about investing in land real quick, especially in the concept of purchasing, uh, you don't want to purchase swamp land. Visit the lot number first, number one, right? Number first, first one, visit the lot or the raw land. Raw land is undeveloped. First thing you want to ask yourself, right? What can I put here? What can I, more, more importantly, can I build on this lot, right? As we're, we're talking about in context of swamp land, there isn't much you can do with that. There isn't much you can do uh, with swamp land and different types of land. So finding out, is there a road frontage? I've heard people purchase land and tell me, Lisa, I didn't realize when I bought this land that I don't have a road. In order for me to access my property, I have to go through the adjacent lot or through the neighbor's lot. So you have uh, an easement, right? Or they've got an easement onto your lot. And so you've got ingress and egress. Those are all real estate terms as it, as it relates to where the lot is placed. Is it easily accessible? The other question you wanna ask is, does it have utilities already? Because if it doesn't, guess who's responsible for putting utilities? You. Say me. 
my my husband would say my husband would say knock your chest and say say me right knock me <laughs> knock your chest and say me i'm responsible for putting utilities if it doesn't already have those are some things that i find really attractive when i'm looking for my clients uh this past year actually last couple months i did purchase assist a client's purchase land and that was a key thing is that there was utilities already so you had water the water line was already installed depending where you are it is pricey to install the water system depending where you are it is pricey to install the electricity the power does it operate on a sewer line the public sewage system or the sewer system or does it operate on septic systems meaning there's a tank above ground underground where you've got to clean out the sewage on a regular basis those are things you have to factor in is the cost of that in terms of when you are talking about developing raw land another key thing to talk to to learn is you should be finding out what is the local building department or depending where you are recreations department town board what do they have planned for the community in which you are purchasing or seeking to invest in is your plan to develop in alignment with what that city or town has for the rest of the community for instance are they going to you purchase the land and the city actually had a plan to run a, a road right through it run a run a metro station right through it uh, run a train right through it those are the questions you need to be asking yourself those are the conversations you need to be connecting yourselves with when you deal with see most people don't realize how political real estate is real estate is highly political when you deal with land development which is why which is why and some of our 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 political people in california are getting caught up around this is because some people's palms are getting greased over getting certain things passed through as it relates to real estate and developments and connections and contracts. It's all political. And the feds are definitely on that. My brother, Mateen Abdullah, shout out to uh, brother Mateen, who I learned and trained from in land development. And we had the opportunity to train directly under an FBI investigator. He was a retired FBI agent who was whose specialty was to seek those who were committing uh, fraud as it relates to those real estate contracts within the political arena. So those who were uh, getting dirty, getting down and dirty. So uh, the next thing, and my this is usually my first go-to even when I deal with any type of property, is title checks. You always want to run a chain of title. What I've learned over the years is depending on where you are, they do they do charge for those chain of titles. Now, I am super grateful because of my relationships and my professional my professional position is that I have access to those chain of titles, right? And they don't cost me per se. It, it's 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 one of those uh, things I have access to. But depending as you, as an individual consumer, investor, purchaser, without those strings attached per se, uh, or those connections or relationships, you will have to pay for the title check, meaning the chain of title, also known as the preliminary title reports. 
those usually connect with a title attorney for art for it's so funny because as i'm i'm not in the united states i'm like referring to the united states as there so it's so funny how this third third party perspective right now i have because i'm not in in california right now i'm in a different country so when when you are in the united states you're dealing with title reps right title officers when you are depending on where you are in the country you're dealing with title attorneys settlement attorneys they have access to those title checks so those are things that you want to look for is does the government own any part of the land that i'm purchasing those things called easements is a real thing in fact, one of the lands that we were looking to invest in earlier this year had what was called a federal patent. The United States federal patent with a patent number was recorded on the land, which means here's the piece of land, but guess what? The government owned a part of it, which places a restriction against what you can do, meaning whether it's 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet, you cannot touch. Even though you're purchasing the land, they have a government easement or restriction. So all those things you have to keep into uh, mind as you're talking about purchasing, investing in land, not getting caught up in Ponzi schemes. Someone's got a great idea. They want to sell you a piece of land. Listen, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But there's some things that you should be proactively doing as a buyer due diligence is checking for basics and basics is just calling down the city department building of recreation right the building and city building and department right so building and safety depending where you are the recreations depending where you are uh town board depending where you are they're just even if you don't understand the name just say hey where do i find out what entity deals with building and permits what entity deals with zoning? What entity deals with, right? I, I want to put power here. What See, once you start asking those questions, you may not know what it's called, but once you start asking those questions, you know you're down the right rabbit hole because without those questions and conversations, you may find yourself, in fact, purchasing a piece of swamp land. And it's a, it's a piece of something, but not much what you could do with it. I've heard people say they purchased a piece of uh, beautiful paradise in Hawaii only to find out the volcano, when it erupts, the lava path runs right through it. That's what you get for $500, right? So with that, I will leave you all and say, have a powerful and productive week. I, myself, and my family are having a great time. We're all being safe. We're enjoying this beautiful weather here in Central America. And if you found this valuable, make sure you press one. Let me know you're here. Press two. Let me know you shared it. And make sure you empower somebody else with this information. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, absolutely. Happy New Year. Because next time I see you, it will be 2022. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. Love you. Love you. Love you. Cindy's like one and two. I'm making sure everybody knows. <laughs> Glenda says, I'm here. I'm letting everybody know. Very good. Very good. If you missed this segment, didn't catch it from the beginning, please go back and hashtag replay because it's so important that when you're talking about investing in land, see this, this today storyline was on the Ponzi scheme. You want to know how not to get caught up in that Ponzi, 
that Ponzi business. Nope, no Ponzi business here. All right. With that, I say have a powerful and productive week. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.